Cats Community and Conversations, a weekly podcast dedicated to Medicine Hat and the surrounding area, hosted by Linda Tooth and Michelle Marshall. Stay tuned for more. Welcome back, Linda. Hello, Michelle. How are you? I'm well. How are you today? And welcome back to everybody to Cat's Community and Conversations. We're Sorry, back. I totally cut you off. You did cut me off. That's rude. I'm very rude. Sorry about that. That's you want right. to do it again? Take no, two? I'll, I'll be fine. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> the odd tear might roll down my face, but it's okay. She's I'm, I'm all right. Yeah, I'm, I'm all right. Talking amongst yourselves. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> topic Barbara Streisand. God, yeah. I love her. <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah. Sorry. We're a little excited today because we have another guest in studio. We do. I was pretty excited last time with Cassie Hyder, but I am beyond excited to introduce our guest today. Did you want me to just do it? Yeah, please Okay, do. thanks. Um, it's my pleasure today to introduce a graduate of Medicine at College Education Program, an educator. Um, Travis Bozer, everybody, is here today, and he actually has his own podcast. He does. He does, called Canada Out of the Closet, yes. and he's here today to talk about LGBTQ+. Did I get all the letters right? I think so. Okay, great. I miss a couple usually, too. Okay, so. <laughs> good. Um, he's here today. We've asked him to come on today, actually, to talk about his role in our community, mm-hmm. um, his journey to get him there, and uh, how the community is is reacting to um, what he's doing. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Welcome. Welcome, Travis. Well, thank you so much for having me and for plugging my show so I don't have to do the shameless like self-promotion. No, too, I'm there right? for you. I'm there for you. Plug it one more time at the end, yeah. too. Don't you worry. Good, good, good. That was probably in my contract, in the fine print, I think. It was. Yeah, it was. But can you tell, so can you tell us, Travis, um, first of all, just graduated from Medicine at College. Congratulations. Thank you. Student of the Year. Yes. Um, among other awards um, at Medicine at College. Can you tell us... Where's your education journey going to take you uh, come September? Well, I was very lucky that uh, I did a practicum at Dr. Ken Sauer School in grade five and six kind of split class. And then I got hired to teach grade five for the fall at Dr. Ken Sauer School. So I get to teach ELA and social, which are my favorite things, and a little bit of performing arts. And uh, so it's going to be a a great fall doing that and being in a school that I've really just come to love and, and feel such a part of the community of. Fantastic. I actually want to step back and ask you, how did you become student of the year? Can you kind of tell me about that process? Walk me through it. Because well, that's a that's a huge achievement. And congratulations, well, by the you. way. Thank you. It involved some bribe money. And, uh, Perfect. <laughs> to self-bribe. Yeah, bribe money always Done. works. Uh, no, it was, um, you know, I have to back it up really to like where I grew up. And yeah. um, I grew up in Scepter, Saskatchewan, which is a really tiny town outside of Leader. Uh, and uh, my parents were... I mean, in little towns like that, if you don't volunteer and you don't get involved in things, stuff doesn't happen, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that's kind of the thing. And so my parents always modeled that to us as kids. And it's something that I just kind of picked up and loved doing. So giving back to the community is such an important part for me. So when I was at the college, I had an opportunity to serve on the Education Undergraduate Society, which is like our college's kind of branch of the ATA for okay. student teachers. Um, so I was on the executive for that for a year. And then I got involved with the Board of Governors for two years, my third and fourth year, as a student representative um, on the board and was able to give back to the community that way. And then I also am involved in some different things in the community. And so the wonderful education professors decided to put my name forward for the student of the year. And I was so honored and, and um, that they would 
even consider me for it. Um, and then that's where it ended up going is I ended up winning it too. So it was, it was kind of this great way to just cap off four years of your life and yeah. commitment to this education and this degree. And then to finish with that was really special. That is special. That's fantastic. And it actually comes, it's faculty, um, um, faculty decides oh, okay. right who wins right so i'm on the faculty we get a list of students that have been nominated what the student has done throughout um their academic life uh, what they do outside of the community and then we vote uh-huh, okay. um so when travis uh, came on uh, with his um qualifications and what he had done throughout his time at medicine at college it really was a no-brainer right this this uh, gentleman is uh, he's going to do outstanding things everybody Sorry to interject. Go ahead, Travis. You're so kind. <laughs> do I have to pay you after? For yeah, this? you do. Yeah. L- Linda Tooth. Small bills only. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So anyway, so now you're at Ken Sauer, five, six. Yeah, five, just five. Oh, just five. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. What does that look like for you? What is that? What are students in grade five like? Because Michelle and I obviously are older. We don't know been a long time since I've been in grade five. Been a long time. What does that look like in today's world, today's society? Well, you know, it's a different, uh, it's a different ball game yeah. now than it was even, you know, 20 years ago when I was in grade five. Like it was, um, it, it with technology and the smartphones and social media and all those things, like it's just such an added element for kids now. But the great thing about where our society is, if I can just dive right into the LGBTQ yes, please do. topics, is that kids now are in such a much more comfortable space to explore their identity now. And, and I do think sometimes, you know, when you're the gay teacher at the school, <laughs> you kind of become the go-to person for, you know, if there's a student with questions or mm-hmm. a staff member has questions about how they should approach the situation, which is fantastic. Like, mm-hmm. ask me as many questions as you want. And <clears throat> with some of the conversations, we do kind of wonder, you know, if some kids maybe are just seeking out the attention of it because they see another student maybe getting some attention for that. But I'm so happy that they feel comfortable enough to even explore that. And I think a lot of kids do now explore their identity and maybe will think, oh, maybe I'm non-binary or maybe I'm bisexual or something. And then they might end up down the road going, actually, that's not who I am. I'm still a cisgender straight person, but they were comfortable enough to explore it. And that's mm-hmm. where I think the difference that we have now, like I, when I was in grade five, and maybe had something to do with where I lived too, which was a smaller town, which, you know, wasn't as talked about of a thing, especially back then. Mm-hmm. Um, I never would have even thought to <laughs> explore it. So it, it makes my heart happy that they, they can do that and that I can, I can be part of that with them too mm-hmm. and um, answer questions and talk about my own experience, you know, because I think that really is what it comes down to is talking about our own experiences and sharing them and people hearing that, you know, it, I mean, it's a cliche to say, but it does get better, right? Like that's the campaign and, and mm-hmm. that is what it is. So, and, and I think you're absolutely right. And, and, you know, I think it's so amazing that, you are creating a safe space for anybody to come talk to you mm-hmm. about the LGBTQ plus mm-hmm. uh, community and outside of that scope too. So I think that's invaluable to have uh, that in schools and to have you in the community. Mm-hmm. So thank you so much for, for being an open door for those who really need it. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Uh, and it's, it's needed. Um, it's uh, when we, when we graduate from the, 
education program at the college here, one of the last things we do is like a capstone project where we do a research project and create mm-hmm. this poster and that kind of thing. And, and uh, my research project was about the necessity of GSAs, gay-straight alliances, in mm-hmm. elementary, like upper elementary, because we often don't talk about it for that age group. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had heard about one in Lethbridge that had started up in an elementary school, and it was kind of going well. And so I thought, I want to explore this more. And the research that I found was so fascinating about how many LGBTQ plus people, if they weren't even comfortable enough to talk about it at the age of 10 or 11, are still look back on that time knowing that that's what they were struggling with Mm -hmm. and comment on not having that outlet, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So it was really fascinating and it's definitely something for me to take with me into my career that um, I think we have a ways to go to get GSAs in upper elementary schools. I think that's going to be a bit of a fight still. Um, but I think it's doable. And I, that's kind of my goal for myself going forward is to, to see something like that happen. And until then, just be be the open door policy, mm-hmm. right? And I am show up with my pride flag and my pride shirts and like <laughs> everything in my classroom. So people know that this is where they can come. So I wanted to ask, because I've lived in Medicine Hat probably, f- I was trying to do the math this morning. Not my strong suit, everybody. Um, but I was—I think I've been in Medicine Hat probably about forty-five years in the Medicine Hat and surrounding area. How has the community? Because I know I listened to your podcast and you had referred to this area as being on the edge of the Bible Belt, <laughs> which I loved because I refer to it as redneck country. Yeah. Um, you know, it's the typical ranchers, the oil people, you know, that sort of thing. We don't have a lot of the the population here that maybe, you know, Calgary or Edmonton does. So my thought this morning um, when I was going through questions to ask was, how has this community embraced you as an educator, um, embraced um, Curtis as well as an educator, um, because you're, you're working with kids every day. So how has this community treated you? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, Curtis and I, <laughs> we can't complain. Like, we've been so lucky that um, we've worked with just amazing parent groups and faculty at the schools that we've been at, right? Um, that are incredibly supportive and, and our students are so open about who they are now. But the community itself, I tend to, to harp on it sometimes as being, you know, this backwater place. Um, and that's my own, you can send me letters, I won't read them. But like, <laughs> <laughs> send them to the P.O. box. Yeah. 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 And then, um, but uh, doing the podcast has challenged me to realize that it's not as bad as you think it is here. Okay. Um, when I moved here, I lived in Saskatoon before I came to Medicine Hat in 2015. And uh, my friends in Saskatoon were like, what are you doing? Why are you moving <laughs> to Medicine Hat? Like where it is like the Bible Belt and the Texas of Canada. And like, what are you doing? And I was like, well, and I, I had family here, so I wanted to be close to them. I'm like, I'm just doing that and we'll see what it works. And there was a time when I first moved here where I was very like, But I learned to find my own place in the community and and seek it out. And to me, um, uh, doing the podcast has been fantastic because people from Medicine Hat, um, and he won't mind if I say his name, Bob Gehring was one of our guests who's an educator from Medicine Hat, works for the Core Association now. And I had said something, I think, in his interview about it, and he pushed back on me and said, I've lived here my whole life. 
And I love it here. And I've never felt that way here. And I've never, or I don't anymore. Maybe at some point I did, right? And, and it really caused me to stop back and go, am I being too hard? <laughs> am, I, am I being too grumpy about this? Um, but the thing is, and, and I don't know if there's a way to say this without sounding egotistical, but when you're a person that's involved in the community, it's harder for people to dislike you when you're doing things that are maybe seen as good, right? Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. for me, like, even just getting exposure from the award, the Student of the Year Award, like, it was a chance for the community to say, hey, here's this guy, happens to be gay, does this podcast and all that, and we're giving him this, mm-hmm. right? And it, and that's kind of why we started the podcast, too, was because I think a lot of division comes from not understanding. Absolutely. And so for me and the other guests to get on and talk about our journey and our experience, it's hard for you to hate something or hate someone for who they are when you have to put the face to it, mm-hmm. the story to it and yes. that kind of stuff. Right. So, and, and that's what I absolutely love about your podcast is it allows uh, individuals in the LGBTQ community to talk about their story mm-hmm. and to talk about their journey. And, you know, it's just, until you know, you don't know. That's the thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. right? you really don't That's know. That's the thing. And I, like, I grew up in, like, the leader area. And um, I remember I was, I talked about it in the show. I was 11 when there was two girls that came out. And I heard people say the most awful things. And I was 11. And I'm just starting to, like, realize that maybe this is also my identity. Mm-hmm. And it just pushed me so far back into that closet. And I came out 11 years later. And the same people were like, this is fantastic. And so it just shows that difference in time, time. I think, too. Mm-hmm. And that I think in a lot of ways, those two girls paved the way mm-hmm. right. for me to come out. Even though it was negative at the time, people had to work through it yeah. because of them. And so by the time I was ready to come out, they were ready to have more conversations. And I think that's happened for people that I came out to who had never had to experience or didn't know that they were around a gay person because shocker you've you've been around a gay person in your life if you don't think you have mm-hmm. and you've probably shared a bathroom with a trans person at some point in your life and don't mm-hmm. realize it mm-hmm. um and once you put that face to it and it's someone that you care about in other ways you, it forces you to to work through that mm-hmm. absolutely I was just going to say, I'm noticing a lot more in um, the Medicinet area than I have ever noticed mm-hmm. before, right? A lot more um, trans people, mm-hmm. um, especially at the college, yeah. right? And I and I look at these kids that are coming through high school um, that are struggling. You know, I, I can tell. I'm a, I'm a communicator. I teach communications. I'm all about the nonverbal. I look at these kids and I, and I say kids, you know, they're 18 or 19 years of age coming from high school that really question who they are. So when I know that there's people like Travis who are now going to be in that public or separate school system, I thank God that you're there because I hope that when these kids come out of school, um, you know, in the years to come, they're not facing the challenges mm-hmm. that they um, that they have had to endure Absolutely. growing up here or anywhere. You know, it's not just Medicine Hat. It can, it can be anywhere. But I am noticing now um, more of that population here and, and good for them. 
you know, yeah. good for them for embracing that and, and going through that because it's, it's, I would assume, I don't know, but it's not easy. Um, and you know, and especially in a smaller community, I, I worry about that because I just don't know, you know, are they going to fit in? Are they going to find the support that they need? Um, and now here's Travis, right? support. Here's Travis, Here's right? Travis. Yeah. So good for you and good for taking that on. Um, just as a side note, can I ask you, have you been to the big 10 foreign leader? Linda, I haven't been able to go this year yet. And now you're <laughs> making my mouth water and uh, the, big, so, the big 10 four. Is go ahead. Like Tino's, but in leader and it's been there for a hundred years and it's, um, like the same kind of thing, ice cream, burgers, they do pizza, they do, my favorite are these pita wraps that they do, I get them every time we drive through town, and like, it is the best, it is the best. When Curtis and I first got together, I took him out to like the sand hills where I grew up and like stuff one day, and then I'm like, we're going to go to the 10 floor for lunch, and it's this amazing thing, and he's from southern Ontario, and so when we pull in afterwards, he's like, this is, this is kind of just like a small town, like drive up, place. <laughs> Like it's nothing really that special. And it's I, a like, burger I looked at him and I was like, you might have to walk back to this and Like, you do not come into my car and dislike. I, I have a friend who's from Leader, that Leader area. And she said, let's go for a drive a couple of years ago, COVID, whatever. I said, sure. She goes, we're going to go to Leader and we'll go to the Big Ten Four for lunch. I'm thinking, oh my God, it's going to be amazing. This little cafe, right? Home, to, you know, whatever. And we pull up and I'm like, it's a drive through thing and we sat out on the benches but i gotta tell you the milkshakes the burgers the fries the big 10 for a little plug for leader saskatchewan there (laughs) oh yeah now i want a burger i know right Mm -hmm. yeah maybe tino's is happening after this (laughs) yeah um any other thoughts travis any hopes dreams goals you want to see happen in our little community here um you know what i like I said, I think the biggest goal for me right now is getting more programs available to upper mm-hmm. elementary kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that's my goal. And I, I mean, I'm I'm starting out as a brand new teacher, and you, you kind of don't rock the boat until you have, like, the permanent contract, <laughs> and, right? So I've just planted a few seeds and, mm-hmm. and going to do what I can until then. But um, that's my main goal. And I, I really like, Linda, what you said, too, about how you're noticing so much more. Like yes. The, the trans people and mm-hmm. the... Um, and I think that if I can say anything, it's that LGBTQ plus people have always been here mm-hmm. and we're now able to be more visible. Right. And that's the beautiful thing. And that's because of the hard work of the people in this community who came before me, mm-hmm. who started movements and started conversations, people like Bob Gehring. And um, and I think that that can continue. And I think it's going to be a, a really great thing. I really am hopeful that in my lifetime, that you will see a change in places like churches and mm-hmm. um, places that, I don't want to just paint just churches, but like <laughs> places that tend to be mm-hmm. yeah. a little more not as progressive towards these kind of topics. Mm-hmm. I really, I feel that there has been change there and I want to see more of it. And I really am hopeful that in my lifetime, that's going to happen. And maybe I just, I'll just ignore the dumpster fire south of us right now and, and hope that it'll turn around there but uh, and still have hope for it. But yeah. Well, and as an ally to the LGBTQ plus community, I'm sorry if I botched that, um, 
what can we do? What can we do to support the the community? How can we help? That's a great question. I um, just find ways to show that publicly that mm-hmm. you're an ally, right? Put a pride flag decal on your car. But like I always say for teachers, teachers always ask me, like, what can I do to be mm-hmm. more accepting for my kids or so that they know that mm-hmm. I'm in a safe place? And I say it's as simple as putting a pride flag in your classroom, even if it's a small one in the corner, right? Okay. Like put a pride flag in. But um, when I teach, like in my practicum, I was teaching math and I would try to find like a word problem that would kind of suggest <laughs> this was about an LGBTQ plus person so that they're seeing it and they're nice. seeing that this is accepted. And love that. I don't want to say normalized, but like it's little things like that. And so for anybody, it's little things like putting a thing on your car your computer or on your office window or somewhere that people know this is who you are or not that you're you're gay or you're whatever but that you're an ally too. yeah and there is an ally flag there is an ally pride flag is as there well. yeah it's like oh, i don't want to get it wrong it's i think it's mostly white and then like the rainbow part is like a letter a um and some really good friends of ours have a campsite down at glenwood and they have like a big ally flag like on their campsite and they were sent me a picture of it and i didn't even know this existed and they sent the picture and i was like wow look at that (laughs) now i need one for the front of my house okay i need to get that for my classroom because Mm. as an educator with these students that are coming in i need to let them know and as well i teach communications it's all about creating that relationship with people and because i'm a talker and, um, okay, so I need, and they're all laughing here. You can't see them, but they are laughing at me, and that's okay. But I need to get that yeah. ally flag. Me too. And some of that stuff, and put it in my classroom for the fall. I think that's a great idea. Can I get that on Amazon? I'm sure you can. I'm an Amazon addicted shopper. That's where I buy my pride flags. So you're, great. You're in good company. Okay, good. <laughs> Amazon it is. Wonderful. Um, any... Any other? I don't. We could sit here all day and talk. I'm really a talker too, so I could. I feel on. Travis maybe has plans because he probably has a life. Um, Michelle and I, yeah, you know, it's, not it's, it's touch and go. It's hit and miss with the, either one of us. But yeah. um, is there how many minutes are we at now, Michelle? We're at twenty-two. You are the longest time yes. guest we've had. You bring a teacher in and we talk. We're talkers. So. I love and it. Wow. John and I are both talkers. So when we host our podcast and we're both like tangential thinkers. So like there's so many times we have a Google Doc that we like talk to each other on while we're recording. And I have to like one of us writes to the other like wrap it up. Bring it in. <laughs> nice. I, 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 we could honestly go on all day. Is you know there- what? I think this is a perfect segue to, you know, just maybe end it. And then I'd love to have you back on the show. I oh, think yeah, that would time. be so much Once fun. he starts in the school system, yeah. like maybe, you know, we'll let him get it the first month. Like first week or day or yeah, so. something. <laughs> but maybe like October, November, yeah. we can have him back on and I see how it's going amazing. in the upper. You said upper oh, elementary. elementary. Yeah. So what is that? Like four, five, six? Four, five, six. Yeah. Okay. I think. See, look, look at, at me. Look at you guys. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, any... Um, Oh, let's get a little plug-in for his podcast one more time. One more time. Travis, Travis. go ahead. Oh, you're going to make me do yes. it? Yeah, please, please do. Plug. Yeah. Our, our podcast is Canada Out of the Closet. It's available wherever you get your podcasts, most places anyway. Um, our first season, there's 13 episodes entirely online right now. We're in the middle of production for our second season. It's going to start airing in September 7th. 
Uh, so if you want to go follow us, it'll notify you when everything comes out. And we're on Instagram and Facebook and all that fun Love stuff, it. too. So um, we're really excited to have some more conversations this fall with some really great, really great Canadians that are coming out to share their story. That's amazing. They're in production, Michelle. One day you and I'll be able to say we're in production. You are. That's what this, you're much more oh, sophisticated set up than we are. Oh my really? God, he's called us delightful and, and sophisticated. <laughs> wow, you, everybody, I need to go home now and just lay down for a moment and just, I'm just going to have a that's moment. How you, that's yeah. how you work your way into a second appearance. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Oh my God, on that note. Travis, thank you so much for coming yeah, in today and sharing um, some thoughts and good luck for the fall. Thank you so I much. I wish you all the best at Dr. Ken Sauer School. And uh, we can't wait to hear about your journey. So mm. we'll have you back on for Thank sure. You. I'm looking forward to it. It'll be great. Uh, that's it for us, folks. Thanks again for joining us for another con- or another podcast, another show. I'm, I'm lost for words here today. Uh, Cats Community. And Conversations. See you next time.